Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Sorry we're a little late, but that um, was not Julie's fault, uh, which is <laughs> hard to believe, but uh, on the producer's end. There's Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden here on the True Straight True Up. True Straight Up, brought to you by Denver Synagenics and Dr. Julie McAllen, as well as AmericasCitizenPress.com. Hey, we're going to jump right into it today. We're lucky to have with us um, Robert Spencer. He's been writing a ton of columns lately. I wrote his latest at PJ Media. I'm also, you, people who've listened to us for a while, we've had him on over the the years he's with Jihad Watch. Um, so, Robert, first off, let me say thank you and welcome to, we call our Friday shows, the Party Friday show. So welcome to Party Friday. Well, great. Thank you very much. Where, where's the open bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we would have one, but after the show ends, I have to go pick my son up at school. And I always oh, yeah, kind of yeah. worry about, you know, that's bad when the mom staggers into the school. <laughs> better for the dad to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's better for the dad to do that. Well, I wanted to talk to you about your column, and, and anyone listening will be glad to know you can forget about pesky doctors and having to pay any attention to medical advice because, according to the FDA chief, the leading cause of death in America is misinformation and disinformation. So thank God for the Biden administration's ministry of truth. Yeah, you know, it's really insidious what's going on here. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. But it's also ominous. Because what we have is, of course, the Disinformation Governance Board. A lot of people don't know about this. As a matter of fact, I was out and about today in town here. And I was in conversation with a couple of people. I said, what do you think of this Disinformation Governance Board? Nobody had heard of it. And I think the establishment media is not reporting on it. Right. And that's also part of the problem because they know people would be enraged. Well, but my daughter is... thought it was a joke when I told her about it. She told yeah. me to quit being a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, no. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Exactly. So they're starting this thing. We don't know what its responsibilities will be. We don't know what the penalties will be. Nobody is talking. What we have is contradictory information, but we also have, as you noted, these people who are clearly laying the groundwork for the American people to buy this, to accept it. And so the head of the FDA is actually with a straight face on the Sunday morning talk show saying, well, you know, yeah, there's heart disease and cancer, but the real cause of death is misinformation. And so obviously the other shoe that's going to drop is we have to stamp it out. We right, have right. to right. these yeah. misinformation peddlers so that people will not die anymore. Right. Well, and that's been my thing is they know that the American people, um, at least for right now, the majority of people believe in free speech and they don't like censorship. But when they did it, as they started with COVID for our own safety, for our own good, then that sort of changes things. And can but you- if you look at it in a larger sense, isn't it true that more deaths are caused by misinformation. <laughs> Doctor gives you the wrong uh, thing. The <laughs> FDA says that intervention. Vaccines work <laughs> yeah, and they don't. They don't. <laughs> intervention doesn't work and it does. 
you get bad, faulty intelligence in Ukraine, and you know, fifty thousand are dead from that. And so, in some greater sense, uh, maybe it's true, and we need the government's help. Oh yeah, with the government because they'll always take care of us. Yeah, right, they right. Will. Always trust what they'll say. Yes. Well, and I'd like you to go into a little bit more because on one hand, it sounds so absurd that the FDA chief would, would say the main cause of death is misinformation. But I'd like you to go a little bit more into because you did a great job in the column. He did indeed actually say that, right? Mm-hmm. Forget gunshot oh, yeah. wounds, forget car accidents, forget, you know, cancer. Old age. And not Old only age. did he say it, but he said it in a way that conceded that he didn't actually have any data. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is the FDA chief. This isn't just some guy saying this is a head of, who was basically not really dealing with the whole baby formula shortage, which is what he should be looking at. But, mm-hmm. but go ahead and explain what he said. Yeah, I have it right here. He says, I have to acknowledge that there's no way to quantify this. So in other <laughs> words, first, right, first thing he says is, what I'm about to tell you is yes. full, total <laughs> propaganda and hogwash. <laughs> But I'm going to say it anyway, because (laughs) I'm the FDA chief and you're not. So he says, I have to acknowledge there's no way to quantify this. So I can't say, you know, the numbers come out just like they would uh, heart disease or cancer. And so he's admitting that this is total nonsense. And he goes on. But let's look at it. You know, we're in a country now which is seeing an erosion in our life expectancy. So we're now living an average five years shorter than the average of other high-income countries. Now, this is all based on estimates, but it's quite disturbing. And so then he actually, once again, this guy is having trouble departing from rationality, but he's trying really hard. (laughs) So he's now that he's already mentioned that life expectancy in America is lower, supposedly, then he says... So let's look at the causes of death. Uh, As you correctly said, heart disease, cancer. And so once again, oh, oh, sorry. I went back to reality. Let me try again to go to fantasy world. And so then he says, well, see, with COVID, we know the situation is, he says, we know that if you're vaccinated and up to date with your vaccinations, um, you have a 90% reduction in the risk of death. And then if you're unlucky enough to get infected or unfortunate enough, another 90% reduction in death with the antivirals, which are now available. Now, of course, none of this is true, but that's (laughs) so almost no one in this country should be dying from COVID if we were up to date on our vaccinations and got appropriate antiviral treatment. What has concerned me for a long time before the pandemic. And so you see this guy. He's in a real struggle. I feel bad for him because <laughs> I should actually note, I haven't said his name. It's it's Robert Califf. Right. C-A-L-I-F-F. And he is the commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration. But you can just see the wheels turning and the struggle <laughs> going on in his mind. And so now he's saying, well, see, look, COVID, and it's very clear where he's going, right? He's going to say, if it weren't for all these people spreading misinformation and saying the vaccines don't work and all that, then everybody would be vaccinated, nobody would be dying, and everything would be great. But then, once again, reality intrudes. <laughs> and he says that um, the, uh, I lost the place here. Yes, so no one is, but what has concerned me for a long time before the pandemic 
is that we're seeing this reduction in life expectancy from common diseases like heart disease. So he was just about to 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 nail the 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 what down what he wanted, which right. is to say it's misinformation causing all these COVID <laughs> deaths. And then he says, well, actually, you know, I've been worried about this before there was COVID. <laughs> And so, and so they're going to have to work on his messaging. Jen Psaki is going to say he's going to circle back to you. Uh, well, yes. she can't anymore. But but I think, well, you're right. I mean, so well. I mean, we won't even go into all of the statistics now and the information coming about uh, up, about this unexplicable, although I could probably explain it, rise in deaths from the 18 to 35-year-old people, right? The insurance companies are noting it. We won't talk about the fact that the only people being hospitalized anymore and dying are people who are triple, multiple, vaxxed and boosted. So put that aside. But I think you're right. They're trying to frame misinformation as a as a danger, as a public health hazard. And not, because it's like, they, you know, they can't trust doctors. We learned that, right? Because we had some doctors like ours saying, well, get you some ivermectin right and you guys you already had it so you don't need it so we got to get rid of them and it's you know they're and they want to be able to say once again well you know you're spreading misinformation about whatever and that's dangerous not but what's amazing is you know during the first iraq war maybe it's the second i guess the second um Baghdad Bob would come out. And oh, say, yeah. We're kind of, ah, running them out of Iraq. They're on the ends. You know, we're doing great. There's no problems. And you wondered back then, you know, how could a public official, even the Iraqi government, could just lie, know he's lying, and, and get out there. And you kind of, well, the mostly they'd... peaceful protests. Yeah, because they'd shoot him yeah, if they yeah. didn't. And so forth. here, but you get people like, um, Mayor Mayor Witz or whatever the uh, Jankovitz? No, no, Jankowitz, the head of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, but the head of the F uh, of the Homeland Security. Mayorka. Oh, Mayorkas. Uh, Mayorkas. And they'll ask him is Jankowitz uh, neutral? Oh, yeah, she's not biased at all. Well, that's just absurd on his face. I mean, she's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but he's saying it. Kind of go. I know I'm lying. I don't care. I'm lying. I'm Baghdad Bob. And that's true yeah. for the whole administration. They're going to go. Of course we're lying we no longer no longer embarrassed this guy at least was a little embarrassed having to lie <laughs> i love that, that guy go, oh, you know? oh i'm lying again baghdad bob was so entertaining and i'll never forget <laughs> the time that he says he's actually saying we have the american troops on the run and they're fleeing into the desert and they're behind him <laughs> and turning baghdad in the picture and i think you're absolutely right Mallorcas and all these guys, it's as if they got Baghdad Bob and brought him over here for media <laughs> training for the Biden administration. It's well- it- and then the, the good the good news is I think is they cut they tend to push it too far right too because, far no, well well but bad. I mean it's like you know the COVID stuff okay people can see that's not working people can see the stuff that they're doing in schools people know that misinformation is not the leading cause of death and I mean maybe I I, I guess maybe they can quit worrying about police shootings and things like that anymore it's all just you know misinformation um, and so hopefully people wake up but but what you said earlier though I think is really concerning and that is you know you're talking to just regular average people and I've had that conversation too and they think I'm joking when I say this and they don't they literally don't believe me when I'm like no it's true there's a disinformation governance board in the government now that's in charge of this (laughs) (laughs) there you go again but actually that's what they're counting on 
Right. That's actually part of the strategy because yeah, they're lying and it it's clear. It's nothing could be clearer to us that they're lying. But what about the people who still think CNN's a news source? Right. And still read the New York Times and think, oh, the New York Times, the prestige. Oh, right. it's off the charts. And so Mallorca says this that Jankowitz is nonpartisan, and Jankowitz is this absolute lunatic for censorship singing songs about right, how right. censorship is and who's the new york who's the new york times reader going to believe yeah, mayorkas yeah. who 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 thinks all the right things and yeah, believes yeah. everything you're supposed to believe to be in the leftist club or who chuck and julie Spencer, <laughs> come on they're they're right-wing bigoted hate-mongering racists forget it <laughs> You know, and so actually the smearing that they've done of their opposition all these years, it's in service of their agenda now, because these people have nowhere to go. They know or they think they know that we're not trustworthy. So the only thing they can do is figure, well, Mayorkas, you know, he's he 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 wouldn't be lying to us. He's such a good guy. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't totally like, well, where do you see this see this going? Um you, you know, I mean, like you said, when you've got literally the FDA chief saying that that misinformation is the leading cause of death in America. Um, you've got the FBI, which is just totally <laughs> off the rails. You've got the CIA, which is a criminal. I mean, you know. Laptop from hell. Is, yeah, I mean, what's left? You, you, you go to the Weather Bureau. They go, oh, this is, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, this climate, climate change. Climate change. Oh, no, that's that's right. right. Been, it's been lovely in Colorado this week. Now, last week it was like 41 degrees, right? This week it is. And so the Channel 7 meteorologist is, a, is basically saying that it's a La Nina, but the reason La Nina is there is because of climate change. I'm like, it's like, what, you know, and, uh, and again, and people are like, well, it must be climate change, I guess. So, you know, Americans used to have sports. Okay, I'll just get myself lost. I don't have to listen to all this. No! Turn that NBA game on and you'll be all sad. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's no place left to go. There's no place that's left. true. Well, that's the hallmark of a totalitarian state. Yeah. Everything is politicized and you can't get away from the totalitarian state's message. Right. And right. I saw this. It's descended so rapidly yes. in the summer of 2020 after George Floyd was killed. Right, and I right. thought I thought the same thing you did, Chuck. I was thinking, I'm going to take the afternoon off and get away from all this nonsense and I'll find some movie. So I go to Amazon to find some movie, and the first row is all race propaganda agitprop. And it was all set up everywhere. I went to see a baseball game. MLB.com has resources for allyship, and it's all this <laughs> communist propaganda and race hatred. And it, it was everywhere. It is. And it, it still is. I'm talking with Robert Spencer of Jihad Watch and Great Columns. And here, just so you know, Robert, so, so Charlene is saying you're a great guest. Dr. Donna agrees. People are loving you over in our comment section. Thanks, <laughs> comment section. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think one thing, too, that I, we've been talking about this, and that's why I was so glad to see your column, um, because it is easy to kind of, like you said, blow this off and say, no, it couldn't, you know, it's not going to go. But I think they are, they are serious about this. And there is a method to it, I think, a strategy behind it to tie it, not to censorship, but to health. And now misinformation, it's, it's literally, according to the FDA chief, killing us. Um, mm-hmm. And who wants that, right? You don't want dead people because of Hunter Biden's 
laptop store. I mean, I, I, to me, it, it's just so insidious. Um, but if, I, I worry that it will be effective. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And I think the only thing that we have we can hope for now is that this disinformation governance board gets challenged in the courts yeah. quickly and struck down, which it's flagrantly unconstitutional. It ought to be struck down immediately as uh, violating the First Amendment. Right. Whether it will be or not, the Supreme Court ought to strike it down. And so there needs well, it, they're, they're afraid to go to their office. So they, they can't, yeah, they can't go to the office no, they because go of the protesters. Anymore, they have to go the protesters. <laughs> well, you know, and here's something that's scary though, too, and that is in Colorado now we have a governor, you know, extremely progressive governor polis. Um, and they set up the Democratic legislators there, um, a uh, it's sort of like a task force to help teach school kids how to avoid misinformation and disinformation. And headed by Kyle Clark, not headed by, he's honored, who's like this extremely progressive, biased um, news anchor, right? And the, that fact that no one is complaining about this, they're like, well, this is good. Let's teach our kids how to tell disinformation. And you're like, but you're the disinformation people, <laughs> you know? That's the idea. It's, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. You know, the idea is to program the school children into thinking that views that descend from those of the state yeah. are harmful and dangerous and they ought to avoid them. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just like actually, you know, in the Soviet Union, right. when they would teach the children how wonderful and meritorious it was if they turned in their parents, if their parents were complaining about Stalin or whoever. And it's it's a lot the same that, you know, this disinformation business in the schools, it's going to be, well, you, you know, you might go home and your parents will say, uh, Biden's an, uh, an idiot suffering from dementia who's just a figurehead for Barack Obama and is intentionally trying to destroy the American economy in service of socialist internationalist goals. And then you will know that your father is an enemy and a, a fascist hate monger, and you have to turn him in to the disinformation governance board. Right, which it'll be a crime now because it's under the Department of Homeland Security. So then mm-hmm. they'll knock on your door. Well, what about, you know, maybe let me ask you to compare, because I know we've talked to you before and you're an expert on things in the Middle East where there's not a giant in some countries' First Amendment. Um, how do people there fight and get to the truth or do they just not or how I mean how do they fight to it and I guess is there any lessons for us there in the Middle East uh-huh well you're not talking about an absolute bastion of democracy right <laughs> I right mean, in in Israel it the things work pretty much the way they work here and they also have the Israeli left which if anything is even more toxic than the left here uh, but in the other Middle Eastern countries there's no free press and there's no free exchange of information. If you criticize Erdogan in Turkey, you're liable to go to prison. And you criticize Islam in any of these countries, you could be killed. So uh, comparatively speaking, we're still much better off. We're able to have this conversation in peace and freedom. Nobody's going to come knocking on our door at 4 a.m., at least not yet. Yeah. And so we, we've got it better than uh, quite a lot of the world at this but point. In those other countries, though, do the people, do, are they fooled or do they just keep their mouths shut? I mean, it, like in you, Syria, yeah. well, how do you how do you get to your quality, <laughs> your quality uh, information? <laughs> well, no, but, no, but, no, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, I, well, I, yeah, I, I mean, the Internet is everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. so the information is out there to be had. 
if okay. you have the, the 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 determination to get it. Right. It just depends on what you do to act upon that information carries with it certain penalties in a right. state like Syria. And right. also, of course, in Islamic culture in general, there is a tremendous discouragement for both questioning and for disobeying the ruler. Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, there's a statement, a saying attributed to him that you should obey your ruler, even if he's an Ethiopian with a head like a raisin. Now, this is often invoked <laughs> because it's such a racist statement. It's often quoted for that. And then people forget the other part of it, which is that he's essentially saying you obey the ruler no matter what, no matter how, how bad a guy he is. Sounds like, well, and that good, sounds, sounds like a pretty good description. It, it sounds of, sort of like of, uh, Biden. Of Biden. <laughs> well, yeah. it sounds like well, and, and in a way, that's what's scary because we forget that in this country, like really, what a shining beacon we are, and that yeah. I'm sure people like Biden and the you know the Ministry of Truth here looked at these other countries and say, well, look, it's working great over there. We just need yeah. to stomp these stupid Americans into shape, and then everything right. will be hunky dory. That's exactly the idea. America is the big obstacle with the freedom of speech. And so that's the, the big target now. Okay. Europe is already throwing it away. The yeah. European yeah. Union warned Elon Musk that if he uh, reinstated freedom of speech on Twitter, that they would pull the plug on Twitter in Europe. Right, right. Uh, but the United States and the First Amendment, these are the big obstacles to this authoritarian enterprise. And well, so I, I didn't want to war against it. I did want to get your views, um, if you have any, on the new Saudi Golf League, LIV, that's going into London and, and, and uh, I guess, backed up by some financial thing controlled by the Saudi government. They'll throw a few billion dollars in there for, to, to get some golfers to play in their, their tournament. I mean, why would they want to waste, assuming it's wasted, billions of dollars on a kind of a second-class tier golf tour? Well, I know that the Saudis, I don't know anything about golf first off. But I do know that the Saudis are in an all-out effort to uh, improve their image worldwide. And, you know, a lot of people think this is this crazy place where women can get arrested if you drive and, and, and they still have the, the, the public stonings and all these things. And so the, the Saudis realize that the oil-based economy is on its way out ah. with all this green hysteria in the West. And so they're trying to diversify their economy, but the only way they can do that is to make the country more attractive to foreign investment. And the only way they can do that is to get rid of some of their more lunatic laws. And so this, I, I suspect that having a golf tournament in Saudi and throwing all this money at it is all designed to, as part of that effort. That yeah. makes sense. That's the golf tournaments are not in Saudi now and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's interesting. The golf tournaments are not in Saudi Arabia. These are ones in London and the United States and elsewhere. Oh, still works the same way though. Yeah, same theory. The though, Saudis right? are sponsoring it. You think, oh, well, they're not such bad guys. Yeah, no, they, they, they golf. Playing golf. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, Robert, we have to let you go. Where can people find out? Because people are loving you in our comment section. Where as can always. yeah, as always, where Thank can you. people read you, find out more about you, keep up to date with what's going on with you? Well, I'm at jihadwatch.org, which is the only news site that tells you about what's going on in the jihad every day around the world. It's a lot more than you think. And I have a new book, The Critical Quran, which is a brand new Quran, new translation, commentary. It's clear. A lot of translations, they try to cover up what the Quran actually says. 
This one makes it clear and gives you commentary to show how mainstream Muslims understand it. Available now anywhere self-respecting bookstores exist. All right, All Robert, right. Great, thank Robert. you so much. Take great, care. Have a great, great weekend. Yep, have a good yeah, Good weekend. to see you folks. Have a great All weekend. Right. Nice to see you too. Thank you there. Robert Spencer, uh, jihadwatch.org. And again, I've been reading him at pjmedia.com. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, 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 uh, Quran with with uh, commentary would probably be a great book to get. I, know, I can, I can already see Chuck writing down yeah, order Quran. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday coming up Birth- in a few years. In a few years. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Well, we've got going from uh, the uh, world of, of the Quran uh, to the world of Colorado. We've got uh, State Representative Ron Hanks, who is the top line uh, leader in the Republican Party. He's faced for off Senate. against the Senate. He's faced off against Joe O'Day, um, who'd never run for anything before, but... Uh, He's 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 out there. Uh, so, Ron, are you there? I sure am. How are you folks doing today? Oh, just great. How, how, just how, great. Have you caught up on your sleep now? The legislative session ended um, Wednesday, I guess. Have you been able? And you guys didn't get much sleep, but you did a great job trying to save our state. Well, thank you for that. And no, I did not get a lot of sleep. And uh, we instantly drove west. I'm in Silverton right now. Uh, holding multiple events and uh, was over in Ridgeway a little bit earlier and uh, up in Montrose uh, last night. So we are hitting full campaign mode at this point and getting the message out that uh, I'm a solid conservative senatorial candidate. All right. As, as you are. I mean, we've supported you we supported from the beginning. Let's maybe kind of give you an opportunity to talk about how is it? I mean, you know, yeah, you had the pesky legislative session that you had to attend. Um, but now that you've hit the campaign trail hard, how's it going? What are you hearing from people? What's the support like? Well, it's been great. Uh, it's been truly about 24 hours of uh, meeting, uh, you know, only in the last 24 hours. But um you know, we are meeting people that are very concerned about the issues that I am running on, uh, and those are national security issues. And uh, we are point to point to point here. We are uh, finding people that agree that we are in a real serious situation with this uh, Biden regime in power and uh, Michael Bennett enabling them. And I'm sure you've already covered uh uh, Bennett wanting to have a new uh, department that overlooks Twitter and Facebook. Yes, I yeah, saw he yeah. was tweeting that yeah. today. There you go. Because we don't have a number one, because we don't have enough government departments right now. But isn't that the Ministry of Truth Department, right? The Disinformation Governance Board, um, I guess, is what is his plan? Like the FCC isn't doing it, or we? Or, I mean, or they're not? No one's no one's clamping down on things enough, so we need to do more. I mean, what? Uh, Talk about it, it, it's mysterious. I mean, uh, if the First Amendment isn't already under enough threat, I guess we need one more agency just to make sure. And um, it seems a uh, a pretty poor move on uh, at any time. But um, I don't think it's going to fly very well during an election season. So uh, quite remarkable. Um, you know. We are really dealing with a with an onslaught of um, just unadulterated socialism, and uh, at the state level and at the federal level, and uh, we've got to put the brakes on it. But before you get to to take on Bennett directly, you've got to beat Joe O'Day, um, who um, petitioned, petitioned on 
never run for anything before, known, actually contributed to Bennett back in 2010, some money. Um, and he has a, what he stands for is, is very difficult to determine. He's just conservative um, and not a politician. Um, so how do you fight against, how do you fight against that against just kind of a blubber ball out there kind of going, I'm conservative. Yeah, that's it. I'm not a politician. Me, I have like a lot of money. To I made some against. money and I deserve to be Senator now. And, and, uh, you know, KBB likes me. Well, I mean, well, I, I guess I'm going to have to push back on the conservative uh, yeah. label that he put on himself in the first place. Uh, I don't see it. Uh, you know, the idea that uh, uh, social issues aren't going to be an issue in this election is short-sighted and uh, quite remarkable to me. I guess he doesn't want to talk the abortion issue. And oh, we no. had the longest floor fight in Colorado state history fighting abortion. Uh, and when we were done fighting it, there were several hundred people out on the Capitol steps uh, applauding and uh, rooting us on. So it is not as it as if it is an issue that nobody is paying attention to. Right. So that's just a fundamental mistake right there. But how do you get your message? As a practical matter, all this press is center left or left. Um, and and if if they give you any publicity, it'll be bad publicity. It will never give you good publicity. Um, you've got you know like all uh, good mega ones, you don't have much money. O'Day has maybe forty times as much money. Uh, you really can't send out mailers. You really can't do advertising. I mean, you can meet with small groups of people and hope to convince those you do, but. Then, then it's all up to the zeitgeist, I guess, because it's it's you're never going to be able to tell people that that O'Day stands for nothing. He's really just Mitt Romney. He's just he's just one more guy who'll be great with with. Uh, he'll vote for Ukrainian aid and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, billions for Ukrainian aid. I mean, you know, he he's just a soft pillow uh, of just privilege, uh, even though he, he started well, I guess, a construction I, company. I, I, Chuck, I don't see it quite so dire as you. I mean, uh, we have we have we have some opportunities up our sleeves here, and some uh, we have some room to maneuver. And uh, I think we're going to surprise people. And frankly, the message uh, is a little bit less extreme than the left wing media is playing it. And uh, it's interesting to watch the media uh, talk about us and yeah. then get a chance to go out and talk to the people and uh, kind of correct the record. But l listen, people know who I am. Um, they saw me fight on the floor of the House, and uh, they've seen my positions. They've, they saw me at the Assembly. That's another interesting point, Chuck and Julie, is that, uh, you know, the, the media would have you believe, and even some of the establishment uh, pundits in the party would say that, um, you know, this is a bunch of knuckle-dragging Republicans at the Assembly. But the fact is, most of those people were brand new. Some of them had to re-register back as Republicans because they got so frustrated with the party, they went unaffiliated. Well, they're, 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 um, just, they're new knuckle-draggers. To them, well, they're new knuckle-draggers. <laughs> brand new knuckle-draggers. Well, well, no, I appreciate I appreciate the interjection because that's pretty funny uh, <laughs> because it's not true. You know, I mean, uh, these are Americans, patriotic Americans concerned about their country. 
And frankly, all Americans are going to be concerned about their own budgets, their economy. And um, Bennett and Biden will bring people out into this election that aren't particularly interested in politics because gas is going to be five bucks a gallon. Uh, ah. Diesel's five and a half. And when diesel hits five and a half, a gallon of milk is going to start costing more than it does now and a, a tub of butter. And it's going to be back to the Carter-Reagan thing where, remember when Reagan stood up there and said, are you better off now than right. you were four years ago? And uh, the answer was no. And uh, people that don't like politics are going to still know the answer to it. Well, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I think this is why it is so important to send people like you to the Senate, you had on this $40 billion vote to Ukraine, all these weasel Republicans, you know, and what did they, did one a senator stood up and said, we're at war, I guess he just unilaterally You can't criticize the president during because, time of war. Because we're at war with Russia. <laughs> I mean, and, and thank goodness for Rand Paul, who is putting a stop on it. But you'd think, you know, you've got this unit party there, where Mitch McConnell's like, oh yeah, you know, in fact, 33 billion isn't enough, that's Give them 40, 40 billion. And you've got all these weaselhead Republicans voting in lockstep with the Democrat swamp. And that's why I'm, I'm assuming you would say, hey, that's at least ask questions before we give them money. Right. I mean, that's why I think it's important to get guys like they'll, they'll, there. they'll spend it well, though. We know. Yeah. And 10 percent for the big well, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Julie, my biggest concern about what we're doing in Ukraine is uh, we are slapping Putin in the face with our glove and expecting that he's just going to take another slap. I mean, when we fought Al-Qaeda and we put a beating on them, they really didn't have much choice except to take it. But when we're selling weapons to Ukraine at this stage of the game, uh, we are slapping Putin and he has a lot of options at his disposal. So I think we are getting set up uh, for a a confrontation with Russia that we didn't need to have. If, well, uh, you know, Biden's a weak leader, shouldn't be there, can't can't negotiate anything anyway. And uh, if Trump were still there, I don't even think Russia and Ukraine would what be there. Well, I agree. one correction, we're not selling anything to them. We're giving yes. them absolutely everything, well, including their pensions, their salaries. There's no selling of anything. Uh, forget that. Our soul. Well, I wish I wish we'd have delivered it before Russia started, because at least at that point, we could say, hey, we're just helping a friendly country. Now we're helping the opponent of a of a foreign power that has more nuclear weapons than we do. I know this because I worked the START Treaty, and we negotiated away more uh, than they did, and they have about two and a half times the number of, of warheads. I'm not saying this is going to go nuclear, but I'm just saying that Putin can do a lot of damage to us. It None of it needed to happen in the first place. This lands squarely on the desk of Joe Biden. The well, and you raise a good point because, you know, it's one thing to have a forever war in Afghanistan, right? Which, you know, that's what they're there for. Well, but I mean, they're, they're trying to push a forever war now in Ukraine. Yeah. And you're right. Russia may be like, you know what? We need to end this. So we're just going to end this. It's a it's a dangerous game they're playing. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, totally disgusted with it. And frankly, uh, the next problem I see is that uh, Michael Bennett is an absolute enabler of Joe Biden, the incompetent. And uh, 
you know, we can start to solve this problem by getting rid of some of the enablers, and then ultimately we can get rid of Joe Biden. And uh, it can't happen soon enough. Do you have any debates coming up with Mr. O'Day? You know, Chuck, I do, but we were so deep in the schedule of the uh, House of Representatives that I finally, I gave my schedule to other people to manage. I don't know what they, and I'm just coming out of the fog of war and um, of, of being down there in the last 72 hours of a session. Uh, so the answer is yes, but I cannot tell you when, when and where they are. Well, I know. Thank goodness you got, you know, the, we, we talked a little bit um, about the fact that they, that Chrissy Burton Brown put out a thing saying, oh, your campaign, I heard back from you on that, whatever, the Capitol luncheon. Um, and I, I saw I got a new invitation to it with your name on it there. So I'm glad that all got worked out. Um, so at least you had that. Chrissy playing it fair. Yeah. Right down the middle, neutral. <laughs> You'd never know who well, she's for. You never know. I'm just. I'm just happy to go buy a lunch somewhere with all of the great people of the Colorado GOP. So uh, there you go. I look forward to the event whenever it is. I'll, let get me ask there. You. I'll be there. I'm happy to be there. Let me just ask you, because then, then we'll let you go because I know you're busy. But want to just get your take on the legislative session that just wrapped up. I mean, as a, the Democrats were whining, saying that you guys weren't letting them ram through. You weren't the, total laydowns. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't total laydowns. I mean, what were you able to well, thank you first for doing that, right? But what what were you able to to accomplish. to accomplish? Yeah. Well, you know, I would say one of the biggest moments was that abortion bill, uh, fighting against it, uh, setting a, a record. Uh, in the end, the vote was forty one twenty four, just as we expected. But we showed some fight. We showed more fight than they'd ever seen on the floor before. And that was important. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement bill that just came through uh, for the counties, we got an amendment put on it that exempted counties with less than 7,500 uh, uh, population. And that exempted, I think, 20 counties altogether. That's not great, but it's something. The uh, fentanyl bill we... Uh, worked on pretty hard and uh you know i i don't think that that nothing came of that it's 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 a bad bill in my estimation the uh law enforcement wanted the penalties to be to start at zero grams and uh and we didn't get that but you know we're still trying to to some degree figure out what just happened you know we have to do assessments on the battle damage that was incurred. But I can tell you this, we spent $38.6 billion of Colorado's money. And I made this point on the floor. Last year, we spent $34 billion. And in the interim year, this government, this Colorado government, destroyed tens of thousands of family businesses and tens of thousands of family budgets Yet our budget managed to go up by more than 10%. So the business of government is doing very well. It always does. All right. Well, Ron, where can people, if they want to catch up with this, they want to donate, if they want to help figure out, you know, what, where where you're going to be, where, where can people go? (laughs) Yeah. When they find out if they could call me. They can can call you up and let you know. (laughs) Uh, It is hanksforcolorado.com. That's, Thanks, F-O-R, Colorado. 
and we've got some good videos on there. Not just me blowing up uh, Dominion machines. That's, That's my your best favorite, one. But... That's your best one. That got you where you are today. Well, there you go. I guess I'll have to find some more things to to put out blow on up. the range. But that always works. That always videos. works. Yeah, just blow blow stuff but, up. There is a whole there's a whole um YouTube channel of yeah. a guy that just blows stuff up. Yeah, so, talk to him. <laughs> no. Well, there you go. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, <laughs> planted the seed. Thank you both very much. All, All right, right. Take, care, take care, Ron. Best luck. of luck. Thank you both. I I always enjoy it. All right. right. Ron care. Hanks there. Hanks from Colorado. Let's see that. You guys, I mean, I apologize. You've had some, we've had some great comments here on the chat section. I haven't been able to get to them. Um, uh, Zelensky is blackmailing the Dems. Um, he knows all about Burisma in Ukraine. Um, he, he'll let the world know. You know, you got to wonder what they do know. Leo says, never thought of that. Good point. Dr. Donna says, now they fool people by leading them to believe the government is going to save them just in time for an election. Yeah. Exactly. And then Stephen says, the average citizen is most concerned with crime in the economy, not election integrity, election integrity, election fraud and stolen election is a tar baby in Colorado. Yeah, I would say that, Stephen, on the other hand, though, if we don't get a fix, it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, they'll just rig the election. So, so I, I, it doesn't matter what the average citizen the, is I think about. it is something we need to be paying attention to. Um, real quick, wanted to talk about um, some just a couple of points that are kind of interesting. Mark Elias, the lawfare Clinton guy, right? Yeah. Who is um, the, the the Durham trial against Sussman starts next week, I think, right? right. Um, and he's been called as a witness. Um, there was a time when the uh, BLM, remember, they're having a hard time because next week they have to start explaining what they did with the $90 million they raised, right? Well, um, yeah. But yeah, they bought some houses. Well, they had given their books over to Mark Elias well, in February. Only now, Mark Elias is like, no, no, busy busy <laughs> he's not he's not listed in any of the paperwork so you got to wonder what's going on with that and also um i saw a tweet dinesh d'souza and tucker carlson um have made up everything is good between them so i'm not sure what really happened on that i will say this dinesh d'souza because because we were i was critical of tucker carlson for saying that Catherine engelbrecht couldn't say they couldn't promote 2000 mules but Dinesh D'Souza released a whole Twitter thread um, ostensibly to attack Tucker's producer, who, mm. who was kind of a jerk in the thread. I'll, I'll say that. But he but so was Dinesh. But so was Dinesh a little bit. Mm. And Dinesh wanted to wanted to force the Tucker Carlson people, by his own admission, to run the full 90-second trailer. Um, and they said, no, we can only run 45 seconds. And then he said, well, if you don't run the whole thing, you can't have it. Yeah, and and so they were, there was a mishmash there. So I think my point there is, which makes me feel good, because I was like, I, I want to like Tucker Carlson. I want to believe in somebody well, the rest out there. Well, Fox stinks. I mean, corporate Fox. I corporate Fox, yeah. I corporate mean, Fox is, is all for, you know, Carl Rove and the whole the whole thing susan scott who's the whatever it is the head of programming at fox is just a total lib yeah you got red um, bear and china beam so that one good guy so i just in our in our thing for truth stayed up i like dinesh d'souza too but i would say having been in the media for many years you don't really ever the producers are the one who talk about how long the segment is right, right. you don't you don't get to dictate that um, granted, the producer there was kind of a jerk about it. But like I said, Dinesh was sort of a jerk back, I would say, just straight up here. Um, but anyway, he and Tucker made up all as well. Um, they still didn't show the trailer, but we'll see and what goes on. All of that. you, all of you who have been in withdrawal, and I certainly have been, 
Um, Depp v. Heard oh. <laughs> comes back Monday, just in time. I mean, just in time. And uh, a little teaser. So I, I didn't read, but I've been reading all about this and Chuck will let, because we have a couple of seconds here, brilliantly um, explain this. So apparently, somewhere in the testimony, Amber Heard started talking about Kate Moss, who apparently dated Johnny Depp one time. And Amber Heard made some reference to Johnny Depp pushing Kate Moss. She didn't quite say this. She said, I just, in my mind came uh, came Kate Moss and stairs. Yeah, kind of insinuating that Johnny Depp pushed Kate Moss down the stairs. But when she said that, apparently, Johnny Depp's um, attorney turned around and went, yay! Yeah. And Johnny Depp, they were smiling. So their attorney, the Depp attorneys were thrilled that Amber Heard said that. And I said, you why do you think that is? And well, you- it's, it's one of two things, or both. One is now they can bring Kate Moss on to say she wasn't pushed down the stairs. I don't think you'd get all that excited about that because you just re-emphasize the negative point and, <laughs> uh, and the whole deal, and then they get to cross-examine. I'm not sure, but now maybe he can bring up her own her own domestic she was arrested violence. for uh, domestic violence, and she said before, you know, it's wrong to ever hit a man or or one of my girlfriends, <laughs> um, and and so if they can bring that up, her arrest domestic violence and that's huge that's yeah huge. and i'm just having watched a million trials almost like literally i mean how do you ever see defensive you, they, no, they, right. they always just sit yeah. there right they never oh yeah 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 and you just know amber Heard's lawyers are like wait what what huh? what just happened so so your withdrawal ends on monday yeah well <laughs> you know i mean everybody if you follow this at all people are going nuts they know they've got another 72 <laughs> hours <laughs> Until the gavel hits down, we're extending the days. And, and, and Chuck yeah. will be extremely productive. <laughs> I will be totally productive for the entire remaining week of the trial. Although hey. I have to be productive, got to get the paper. A button! Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, if the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle doesn't come out next month in June on time, it's because of the Depp Purge trial. Mm-hmm. No, not really. Hey, everybody, thank you. As always, we love having all you guys on Zoom. Chuckandjulie.com is a place to go for links to our show, which is everywhere. Um, and everything. And everything. We love the guys on Zoom. Thank you, everyone listening. And thank you to the great guys at BBS Radio. Uh, Even if we started a little late. We started a little late, <laughs> but that's all right. We, um, um, we they said we could go long, but we got to go. I know they're nice. They're um, they're so great. thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful. Thanks, weekend. everybody. We'll see you Monday.